Nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, and that's why I am so excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that offers a full range of products designed to cover all of your garden and lawn needs. In years past, my vegetable garden, I neglected the soil and I didn't have much yield. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, your garden may not succeed. And so this year, I am so excited to cultivate the soil before planting the plants with Coast of Maine's organic products. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers, so next time you're at your local retailer, look for Coast of Maine products. Get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you, coastofmaine.com. Mother's Day is around the corner, and I have the best gift idea for you. Hold on to your hats. It's mylifeinabook.com. Every week, My Life in a Book will send your mom a question via email. They will compile all of your mom or the mom in your life's answers and create a legacy keepsake book. The book becomes something you and future generations can treasure forever. I gave both my mother and my mother-in-law my life in a book, and they've already started responding to the prompts. When my mother-in-law received her first prompt, she said, oh my goodness, what a thoughtful gift. And that's what we all want, right? We all want to give thoughtful gifts. So check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day, mylifeinabook.com, and use code SUSTAINABLE for 10% off today. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 101. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there, and thanks for joining me. On today's show, we are discussing decluttering before the holidays. Now, before you throw up your hands in exasperation at one more thing to do in December, know that the suggestions outlined today don't require a ton of upfront time or energy, but doing so now will pay dividends later. My guest this week is blogger Rebecca Benson. Rebecca is on the show today to identify five very specific and very intentional places we should all consider decluttering right now. And my hope is that today's episode gives you that motivation to get organized before that holiday chaos arrives. Enjoy the interview. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today to talk all about decluttering before the holidays. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. It's great to be here. It's great to have you, and I really want to get into the nuts and bolts behind decluttering during the holidays when we all have 8,000 things to do, but before we even go there, tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Rebecca, um, and I have a blog called Unexpectedly Domestic. Um, I try to teach women simple strategies for taking care of their homes, so that ranges from easy meal ideas 
tricks for keeping the house clean, managing household finances. When I got married, I had no idea how to do any of that. So uh, domestic was like the last thing anyone would have described me as. (laughs) And I always wished that there was some kind of guide or manual to teach me how to do those homemaking type things. So once I learned them, I started the blog to share what I had learned. Uh, I love that story. I find that, I mean, I am totally biased because I have a blog, but I find that bloggers are usually so interesting and they always have like a really interesting story behind why they started their blog. And (laughs) I would have loved to know you before and after settling down and getting married. (laughs) It makes you sound like uh, you had no idea what you were doing. Is that, would that be accurate? That is exactly accurate. No idea. I didn't, I didn't know how to grocery shop. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know any of it. So I've learned a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Look at you now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about decluttering before the holidays, and I'm sure some listeners listening right now are thinking to themselves, you've got to be kidding me. I can barely keep my head afloat during November and December, and now I'm also supposed to declutter my house. But you make a strong case for decluttering before the holidays. Why is it important to do so? Well, and I don't mean like a full-on whole house declutter, but I think that um, it's important to make space in you know certain areas um, of your home. You know you're going to be getting gifts and um, an influx of new things into the house. And so I just think picking a few areas that don't currently have any space for them, you know, and making some room for things you know that will be filling those space and the, you know, the new items need a place to go. Um, if you want to keep your clutter to a bare minimum, you know? Well, when I think about making space, the first room in my house that I know needs some space to be made is of course the toy room. And we're so fortunate to have a toy room. Many people don't have a toy room, but I almost feel as though the fact that we have one means that we just keep around more unnecessary toys. So that's the first place I would love to talk to you about is that toy room. Like, How do you declutter the toy room before the holidays without that major battle with your kids? I think it really depends um, on the ages of your kids. You know, if they're little, if they're toddlers, you probably have an idea of what they do and don't play with already. I don't recommend getting rid of their favorite toys, obviously, but maybe while they're napping or after they've gone to bed, start pulling out the toys that you know they won't miss. And if doing it all at once seems like it will be really noticeable to them, every night just grab a few toys out and have a box maybe in your closet or in your basement where you know they won't find it and um, just slowly make room for the new toys that they're going to get. And then if your kids are older, you could maybe explain to them that they will be getting new toys for Christmas and there needs to be a space to put them. So this means that some of their older toys should go to another child who maybe won't be getting new things. So maybe that empathetic aspect will help them understand. So you could just ask them to choose whatever number of toys you think would be best for your house that they'd like to pass along to another child and maybe have them do it all at once or have them choose one or two toys a day. And I think just kind of like that gradual plan for it seems less overwhelming to you and to them. Mm. I 
recently conducted a little experiment on my five-year-old, <laughs> and I had very low expectations. I did not expect it to go well at all, but I said to her, the holidays are coming. Why don't you put aside a few toys that you are no longer enjoying so we can give them to some child who will enjoy them? And I expected her to maybe pick one or two things. And she really did surprise me. She put a lot of toys to the side that she decided on her own she no longer wanted to play with, and there was no battle involved. So I guess my point here is that if there's a listener listening who thinks, oh, their kid's never going to go for this, they might surprise you. All right, we're leaving the toy room. You mentioned on your blog that right before the holidays is an excellent time to declutter the gift wrap. In my house, it's an entire closet of recycled gift bags and reused tissue paper and all that. But I'm always so hesitant to get rid of anything in that closet. And it's almost like, it's almost unnatural how much stuff I have. (laughs) But I feel as though there's always going to be that time that I need that weirdly shaped box or that oversized bag. And when that time comes, I want to be ready. (laughs) How do you in your house How do you declutter and organize that gift wrap mess so that you're setting yourself up to succeed when you wrap for the holidays? Okay, well, and and I understand that. I've been known to reuse wrapping paper to my husband's embarrassment. And I and I always I I reuse tissue paper too. And so I'm not advocating getting rid of, you know, really useful things, but I think something that holds people back from decluttering is that notion that they will need this item someday. If there are gift bags that are really out of date and you know you're never really going to grab that to give to somebody or that box is really, you know, shaped like a star or really, you know, oddly shaped, you're you're probably not going to need it. There's probably another box or a bag you could use. Try to organize the gift wrap in kind of a space-saving way. So, you know, the tissue paper that I want to reuse and looks decent, I kind of just stack it all up together, smooth it out, fold it in thirds. And so vertically, that takes up very little space. And then if it's really wrinkly, I just kind of ball it up and put all that balled up tissue paper into like, say, an old gift bag to hold it all together. And then you can use that to stuff the bottom of gift bags when you wouldn't want to take a brand new sheet of tissue paper and ball it up. And then the boxes, you know, try to nest them inside each other or stack them in the most space-saving way possible. Now for Christmas gift wrap, I have a separate bin that I keep in the attic that's just gift wrap. And I try to keep the bin organized where all the gift bags are folded and together, tissue papers folded and together. I put everything I need in there, scissors, tape, the, you know, the gift tags, everything you need in this one bin. And that way, when it's wrapping time, I pull out the bin, wrap several gifts. I can put the lid on, tuck it away, and then just reorganize the bin as the season progresses if you need to, or and before putting it away at the end of the year. If it's smushed bows and things you know you won't use, I would say, you know, you're going to have to probably part with them. So that just makes the process of wrapping gifts easier on you. Hmm. And I imagine if you do a once through declutter of the gift wrap before you go to wrap all those gifts that you're giving, 
you're more able to see your deficiencies in your stash, right? So I recently <laughs> opened my closet mess of gift wrap and I noticed that I don't have any Christmas colored ribbon anymore. It's mostly pinks because I have two daughters and so they always get stuff in pink and the jury's still out on whether <laughs> I'm going to use pink bows or I don't know what I'm going to do. But my point is that I was able to see that deficiency because I tackled that closet, sort of. That's absolutely true. And like, you know, every year I think, uh, I need gift tags. I need gifts, you know, the stickers you put on the, the gift wrap. And I need to, so every year I buy more, but now I make sure to look and see, oh, I already have four packages unopened of gift tags. So you don't buy more. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, I do that all the time. I buy something when it's on sale and then I stick it in that seasonal box. And I tell myself I'm going to remember that I bought those gift tags a year later, but but you never do, right? You never remember that. You never would. Yeah, too much, too much time has elapsed. <laughs> you also talk about how it's important to clean out the pantry and the freezer before the holidays. Now, this is a task that I don't like doing ever, <laughs> let alone right before the holidays. So let's just start off with why. Like, convince me. Why should I be doing that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good question. Well, you know, if you are making food for the holidays, whether you're hosting or bringing food, I think most of us do that, you have to, you know, buy the food and have a place to put it. So using up what you already have has a bunch of benefits. You make space. If you can make meals out of what is already in your pantry and your freezer, that will, you know, lower your grocery bill for a week or two um, at a time when maybe it's already really tight because you're buying gifts and other things. It lets you know what you already have. If you think you need chicken stock for Christmas dinner and you look and you already had six cans or whatever, so... And then also, it's just kind of fun to try to get creative, make meals out of what's what's already in your house. You know, it's kind of like that show Chopped. Um, it's just, it feels resourceful, and it's kind of a fun challenge. Yeah. I did an episode recently about meal planning, and I talked about my grocery bills for the last four weeks. And ever since I recorded that episode and put those numbers out there, I've been obsessed with lowering the number, the amount we're spending on food. So I can only imagine that cleaning out the recesses of your pantry and especially your freezer and even more especially your deep freezer if you have one is really going to slash into that food cost that you have each week during a time when finances might be tight. Absolutely. And that's always when, when I talk about meal planning, that's the first thing I suggest people do is to look and see what what do they have that they could make a meal out of, especially when they're you know living on a budget. And you probably have more than you think. And also, if you if you're hosting a meal or, or bringing a dish somewhere, try to come up with like a side dish or a dessert from things that are in your pantry. And also another thing I like to do is this time of year, there are, are so many items you can stock up on that are at like the lowest price of the year, you know, baking items, things like chicken stock or spices, canned vegetables. Um, if you have space in your pantry to buy them when, when they're at the lowest price possible, um, then you save throughout the year from buying them full price. And that's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> 
let's talk about our closets and our clothes. You suggest that we take out the fancy holiday garments that we're probably going to wear to the Christmas party or Christmas Eve or whatever is on your social calendar to make sure that they still fit and they still look good. And I think that's so important. You know, we all have those fancy holiday outfits. I'm thinking about my red shiny blouse, but (laughs) maybe I should try that on to make sure um, that I still look as fabulous in it as I think I do. (laughs) But you suggest we look beyond those fancy outfits. Uh, What other clothing items should we look twice at and what should we do with them? Well, I think the holiday season is such a milestone in the year that, you know, you could look in your closet, just take a quick once over of your wardrobe, you know, quickly look at every item hanging there and ask yourself if you've worn it since last Christmas. And if you don't think you have, then that probably means you're not going to. You know, I always suggest um, donating them to a thrift store or Goodwill, or if they're more of a brand name and you want to try to resell them, that could be a good way to earn a little extra money toward Christmas or toward buying something new. The coat closet is my next project because I know there's hats and gloves and coats that we don't wear, they don't fit, or they're they're out of style. You know, we're so ready to be done with all the cold weather stuff when spring comes, so we don't necessarily think to sort through it then. And it'll it'll show what you might still need to buy. You know, your kids probably have outgrown their coats from last year. Um, and there's also a lot of coat drives at this time of year that um, need even used coats or you know gloves and things that you could donate to. What I love about that answer is that by doing a little bit of decluttering now, you can better answer the question that friends and family are going to ask, which is, what do you want for Christmas? You can answer that with a knowledgeable and well-informed answer that, oh, we need a new winter coat or we need gloves for the three-year-old, whatever it may be, because you because you know what you actually need instead of getting 16 more scarves when you already have 12. (laughs) Just the other day, even, you know, my three-year-old, it was really cold. It was like 20 degrees. And my three-year-old went to her hat bin to pull out a hat, and there were no hats in there that fit her. So if somebody asks, (laughs) you know, what she needs for Christmas, we're going to obviously say a hat. And perhaps doing that will help cut back on those gifts that we really don't need and don't want and just add to clutter. I don't know, fingers crossed on that. The final place I want to talk to you about today is the medicine closet. Why should that medicine closet be decluttered now? Well, cold and flu season is upon us. So, you know, this is a great time of year to sort through it and Look and see what you need to have on hand because no one wants to run to the store when they're sick for for Kleenex or Dayquil. So it helps you take a, a quick inventory of, you know, what you have and what you need. Um, there also might be old expired, you know, medications in there that you don't want to take, you don't want to give to your your children. They They might not be as effective anymore. So you can, you know, in prescriptions, you can drop off at a site, you know, like at a police station or hospital, they have um, specific drop offs for those. I believe over the counter medicate medications 
can be disposed of in the regular trash. Just be sure your, your kids won't have access to it. But I also keep in my medicine closet, like, you know, toothpaste that I've gotten for free with coupons or, you know, shampoos and different drugstore items like that. There's also a lot of ways to give back with that stuff, drives for homeless people and things of that nature. So I just think it's good to take a quick inventory of it. And again, this doesn't need to be an all-day project. Just um, open it up, try to organize it and sort through what you have and what you need. One more place I want to talk to you about, I know this I already said that, but this is really the last place, <laughs> is I want to talk to you about decluttering your holiday decor. And this is something that I need some help with because every year I seem to add another bin of decorations to my ever-growing Christmas decoration area in in the basement. So every year I somehow acquire a whole nother bin worth of stuff. And if I have five bins worth of things, I'm really only decorating with two bins worth. How do you declutter the decorations when you're also putting the decorations up? Well, I honestly like to to declutter them before I put them up, just because I, I mean, I love holiday decorating, but I find it kind of exhausting. So I like to just take a bin out, you know, one evening while you're watching TV, sort through it and things that you know you didn't use last year, or you got a new wreath or new this or that that you want to use instead, put it in a box to, to drop off at, you know, the donation site, um, which it's important to donate before Christmas, because every January, these poor donation sites get inundated with uh, holiday decor that they really can't sell or find a place for in January. But if you wanted to declutter while you were decorating, I would just, you know, take note of what you're not putting out, the stuff that you're saying, uh, you know, you don't love that anymore. Or like I said, you got a new uh, version of it. They keep putting out cuter and cuter stuff every year. So it might just be time to not have five bins and, and maybe have three bins. Or, or if you're adding, you know, if you have the desired or the need to add a bin, that probably means that you should, you know, be getting rid of a bin's worth of items. Yes. Joshua Becker, I was so fortunate to talk to him last year around the holidays. And he made the astute observation that if you allocate two bins to your Christmas stuff, then all your stuff needs to fit in those two bins. No, nowhere did he tell me to get a third and fourth bin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. And I love what you said about donating the decor earlier in the season rather than later. So if you're an early decorator, perhaps um, donate those items now, because if you do that, the chances will be higher of, of your stuff going to someone who actually wants it, right? They want that decor to decorate for this year. Whereas again, if, if you if you donate it in January, nobody's <laughs> nobody's going to be jumping. I know, I know. And, you know, places like Goodwill, they they have to deal with people just dropping off, you know, random stuff they don't want anymore. And they they have to do something with that stuff. So what feels like a kind gesture, you know, can turn into kind of a burden for someone else if you don't do it thoughtfully. So if you if you wanted to declutter, say, as you're putting things away, uh, you know, the things you didn't use this year, just maybe put all that in a separate bin with a note, take it to Goodwill and 
August or, you know, something like that, you know, so that, so that next year people can use it. Well, you've really got me motivated to go do some decluttering in my own house in preparation for the onslaught of new gifts that I'm sure my children are going to receive this Christmas. So thank you so much for giving me that motivation. Where can listeners find you and your blog online? You can find me on unexpectedlydomestic.com and on uh, Pinterest, Facebook, and Instagram. It was such a pleasure talking to you, Rebecca. I wish you a wonderful holiday season and happy decluttering. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I so hope you enjoyed that interview with Rebecca Benson. I have linked to her blog in this week's show notes, which you can find at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 101. That's M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 101. Now this week's eco tip comes from listener Paige. Paige wrote to me because she wanted to know why on earth I never mentioned the Buy Nothing Project on the podcast. And my answer to her was because the Buy Nothing Project isn't particularly active where I live, and so I didn't really even know about it. I have heard about Buy Nothing groups before, of course, but I had no idea that the group and the project was so wide-reaching and so impactful in local communities. It turns out that I am in the minority, and the Buy Nothing Project has groups all over the world. Paige wrote to me about how her local group has been a lifesaver for her as she swaps perfectly good stuff with her neighbors for free. She also mentioned the village mentality that her local group fosters amongst participants as a means of fostering love and goodwill within her community. If you are like me and you have no idea what a Buy Nothing group is, head on over to buynothingproject.org and search for your local group. Thank you so much, Paige, for alerting me to Buy Nothing Project and the amazing things it is doing all over the world. I love it. Now, on next week's show, we are discussing the ethical and the sustainable implications of online shopping. I will see you then. Have an awesome week. Take care. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.